boy, and welcome everybody to our weekly Torah podcast. In memory of Mr. and Mrs. Harold Pasternak, Herschel Ben David, and Simon Devor Bas Yechesko. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Miketz. When we talk about the continuation of Yosef's, Joseph's saga in Mitzrayim in Egypt, the Torah tells us at the end of last week's Torah portion that Yosef had been put into prison by the, by the wife of Potiphar, and in prison, he comes across two of Paro's advisors, two of his two of his, his servants, the Sar Mashkim and the Sar Ofim, the baker and the wine butler, and they both had dreams. And Yosef interpreted their dreams correctly. Sar Ofim, the baker, was put to death, and the Sar Mashkim was restored to his post. Before he left, Yosef asked them to do him a favor: please put a good word in for me to Paro. Tell him that I'm here. Through a total mis- it was a misunderstanding, and it was something that was totally innocent. I never did anything wrong at all, and therefore he should please release me. Yosef had been in prison this time, by, uh, this time for nine years already. The Torah end of the parsha last week. The Saramashkim, the wine butler, did not remember Yosef, and he totally forgot about him. The midrash tells us on this passage that it's a that this is a punishment. For Yosef, because the fact that Yosef put his faith into the Sarah Mashkim, his, his faith into the into the wine butler, rather than trust in Hashem, for that reason, it was only after another two years that Paro dreamed the dream where Yosef would eventually come free, go free. Now, Yosef was punished for an additional two years in prison because of the fact that he put his faith in the Sarah Mashkim, in the wine butler, rather than putting his faith in Hashem. It's a little bit difficult to understand. The fact of the matter is, although obviously the Jew is supposed to have bitachon, faith in Hashem, but there's also an obligation to have ishtadlus, to put forth proper, normal effort. A person can't just sit back and say, I trust that Hashem take everything from me. I'm not going to do any effort. I'm not going to do anything on my own. It doesn't work like that. The money put us into a world that requires ishtadlus effort. Granted, we, have to, we can't go overboard with our effort, but some effort is necessary. What exactly was wrong with Yosef asking the Sarah Mashkim, the wine butler, to mention his name to Paro? Why is that a lack of faith? Many of the, many of the commentaries discuss this question. One of the answers they explain is that on the level of Yosef, Yosef was such a high spiritual level that for him, from him it was demanded a higher standard of bitachon than a regular person. Most people, it's true, have to put forth some ishtadlus. But on the level of Yosef Bitochen, it was not necessary and was actually considered a lack of faith on his part. Others say that the idea of Yosef is a little bit different because Yosef saw everything was unfolding. The whole, it was so clearly in the hands of Hashem, the fact that he'd been sold down to slavery. And despite the fact that he had come down to Mitzayim as a slave in a short period of time, he won, he won the heart of his master, and he became the leader, literally, he ran the household of Potiphar. And then afterwards, Potiphar's wife slandered him, he was put into prison, and all, shortly after that, he found favor in the eyes of the prison guard, and he, 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 was, in tar- he was in charge of the prison, where he was able to see and able to talk with the, with the, other, with the other prisoners, with the Sar Mashkim, the Sar Ofen, the baker, and the wine butler. So when he, since he had seen, since he had literally been privy to such a such a clear level of 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 hashkacha practice of divine providence, from Yosef's perspective, it was considered improper 
to be able to put his faith in the in the wine butler. He should have realized since everything was unfolding as a as a as a part of the Ashkacha protest, a part of the Almighty's master plan, there was no need for him to put forth any Ishtadlas. Hashem would take care of him. Those are different answers to this question. Perhaps we can explain something a little bit differently though also. Indeed, it is true that a person has to put forth Ishtadlas at first. But the challenge is though that even with the effort, a person has to remember that it's not the effort that wins them over. Ultimately, it's the faith in Hashem. It's Hashem that controls the situation. And certainly we have to put forth effort, but that's just because the Almighty requires us to put forth effort. But the success or lack thereof is totally dependent upon the Almighty Himself. And that it's independent of the shtadl, it's independent of the effort. This is not simple. It means to say a person might go to a person that might be ill, might go to a very good doctor. A doctor has a very good name for himself and he's, a very, he's an excellent practitioner. But despite that, a person has to still remember no matter how great a part- practitioner the doctor is, he's only a shliach, he's only a messenger from the Almighty. And whether the doctor will be successful or not is not dependent upon the doctor himself as much as it is dependent upon whether the Almighty wants him to succeed or he does not want him to succeed. There's a fascinating medrash that the Chaim Shmulevitz brings down, points out. That he, that he says that it's a medrash brought down in the beginning of Echa Rabor and also the Yalkut Shimoni in, in, in Shmuel. It says that there are four people, four kings, that are on different levels insofar as their faith in Hashem David, Asa, Yoshafat, and Chiskio. These are four of the kings of the Malchus based David. David said, Erdov Oivai Vasigim. I will chase after my enemies and do war against them, and I'll be successful. And the Almighty said, Ani Osekin, I will do that. Asa stood up and said, Hashem, ain't be correct, I have no I have no power, I have no strength to be able to run after my enemies to wage war against them. He said, I'll, 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 let me do, all I'll do is I'll sing Shira. Excuse me, I, I'll do I'll I'll just run after them, but you do the actual work itself. And the Almighty again says, I'll do so. Yoshafat said, I don't even have strength to run after pursue my enemies. Hashem, I'll just sing songs to you, praise to you, and you do the work. And Hashem says, I'll do that also. And then Chizkyo says, Hashem, I don't even have the strength to sing. I'll go to sleep tonight and let you take care of everything yourself. And the Almighty says, I will do so. These are four, these are four different levels of faith in Hashem. The level of David and Melech seems to be the lowest level. He's putting forth the most effort himself. And that of Chizkiah says, I'll go to sleep in my bed tonight and I'll let the Almighty take care of everything. That seems to be the lowest level. Excuse me, that seems to be the highest level. The recognition that he goes to sleep and Hashem takes everything for himself. The reality is otherwise, though. Chizkiah was on the level that had he put forth any effort, even singing to Hashem, he would have thought that he had some involvement also in the, in the victory over the enemies. And therefore, the only way he could really totally attribute to the Almighty is if he would sleep on his bed and the Almighty took care of everything by himself. Yoshafa, on the other hand, he was able to sing and come to the recognition, even through song, that everything was the Almighty. His song didn't do anything. 
but had he chased after the enemies, he wouldn't have been able to have attributed the total success to the Almighty. He would have thought that perhaps some of it is due to my own efforts also. David, on the other hand, was the highest level. David said, I can run after many and wait and wage war against them. And even then, I still recognize that despite the fact that I put forth so much effort at war, the victory is totally in the hands of the Almighty. So actually, David is the highest level of faith. David is, has the faith that even when he goes through all the efforts that are possible, he still comes to that recognition that it has nothing to do with my efforts. It's all the bonus show. It's all the master of the universe. He's the one that, he's the one that won the enemies, not me. This is the challenge that we face. That even when he put forth his status, even when he put forth effort to recognize that it's not an effort, it's the Almighty. I once had an interesting discussion with Rav Moshe Shapiro, and I asked him that question, that it, it, it's, although we believe, of course, that a person is, puts that for the effort is really totally no connection, no correlation at all between the effort and the success. But it just seems mighty difficult to understand to accept that. The bottom line, we see that the more effort a person puts forth, usually the more successful he is. A person doesn't go through any training, just, just, just wants to, just goes as a, a flips burgers at the local eatery. That type of person doesn't put, more, doesn't put forth much effort and generally does not see much success either. A person that really works hard and goes to school beforehand and works hard in, in, in finding a job and works hard at the job, those people are usually the ones who success, who succeed. Difficult for us to always see the connection, the correlation between Hashem and the person's involvement and the person's success. It seems much easier to see the success, at least some level of success, based on a person's efforts. Moshe Shapiro explained to me, from a Desla, I believe, that therein lies the greatest challenge in Bitochen. The challenge in Bitochen is the very fact that we see that the greater the effort that a person puts forth, the greater the success. And that makes it difficult for us to really believe that our efforts have no correlation whatsoever to the success. It's only the Abodashim. It's only the master of the universe. But nevertheless, that, this challenge, that's what the, the Jew is supposed to believe. That regardless of all the efforts that we put forth, it's the Abodashim, it's the Almighty. That too might therefore be understanding behind Yosef. Yosef, last week's portion, when he tells the 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 butler, he tells them, please mention me to the king, like I've done good to you. And do, please do for me a kindness. Mention me to Paro, they should take me out of this place, out of this prison. Rashi tells no is an expression of please, of bakasha, of request. Why does Rashi tell us that over here? Why is that important for us to know the word no? We find the word no many, many times in the Torah. Although granted, sometimes the word no means now, but many times the word means please also request. Why does Rashi tell us over here that it's an expression of, of bakash, of request? It could be that what Rashi is telling us is to answer this very question. Certainly there's not a problem in, in perhaps in Yosef putting Effort, putting forth effort and asking the butler to assist him to be able to, to, be able to say a few good words into Paro. 
But nevertheless, he would still have to recognize that despite the fact that the star Mashkin, the wine butler, will be putting in a few good words for him, it's still it's not because of the wine butler's good words, it's because that's what the Almighty had planned for him. That's what Hashem wants for him to do. That's ultimately the, that, that what a person is supposed to believe. Rashi tells the word, Bakasha is a heartfelt request. The Bible tells us, for example, the difference between Sha'ila and Bakasha. We find Esther, for example, told that told Akashverosh, Shela siu bakasha si. My request and my and my desire is Amiba Bakasha si Nashiba Shela si Amiba Bakasha si. Please save my life as my request and my my whole nation's lives. That's my that's my deep deep feeling, my deep my deep seated request of you. The word Bakasha is a much deeper feeling than that of Shela. She's telling us that Yosef put too much effort, too much emphasis in the belief that perhaps the Sarah Mashkim, the wine butler, could assist him and be able to help him. There's nothing wrong with asking the wine butler to say a few words, but it's still important to recognize that it's not the wine butler's few words that are going to assist him, it's Hashem. Ultimately, it's only with Almighty's job. That's why the Torah tells us, the way the Beis Levi explains, it was at the end of two years that Paro Cholim, Paro dreamed in the dream that he saw the seven skinny cows, the seven fat cows, and the seven scrawny sheaves of grain, the seven healthy-looking sheaves of grain, and the, and the skinny cows swallowed the fat cows, and the, the scrawny sheaves of grain swallowed the, swallowed the healthy sheaves of grain. The idea over there is, and that's ultimately what Paro wanted interpretation, Yosef interpreted the dream properly and was taken out of jail. So the simple understanding is that because Paro had a dream and Yosef was able to interpret it, that's how Yosef was taken out of, out of prison. But that's not the case. The Torah tells, Vahimi Keshna Sam Yamim was the end of two years. Yosef's time was up in prison right now. It's time for him to leave jail. How is he going to get out of jail? Paro Because it was his time to Yosef, for Yosef to leave jail, that's why Paro dreamed his dream, and that's why the Sar Mashkim, the wine butler, would come and tell Paro that he knew Yosef was a good interpreter of dreams. That's the understanding itself. It's not Paro, it's not, it's not the Sar Mashkim. It's because Hashem has determined this is how long a person is supposed to, he's supposed to be in prison, not a moment longer than that. That's Bitochen. The complaint against Yosef was the fact that he put a little too much effort, a little bit too much emphasis, a little too much trust in the, in the Sarah Mashkim, in the wine butler. But Yosef was not one to let the opportunity pass without learning something from it. In a fascinating expression we see later on, Paro tells Yosef, when he pulls him out of prison, Behold, I've heard that the Almighty has given you the power to be able to interpret dreams properly. And therefore, I'd like you to interpret my dream also. Yosef has opportunities been waiting for for 11 years right now. Finally, he can come out and Paro needs his services. And he can come and he tells them that, and, it, and Paro tells him with, this, with these words of introduction, I've heard you're supposed to, you're good at this. I want to be able to, I want, I, want to, I want your services. I want you to be able to help me over here. Immediately though, as soon as Yosef calls them and tells them that I heard that you know how to interpret dreams, it says, Biladai, far be it from me. Elohim Shlom Paro. It is the Almighty that can bring peace to Paro's dream. It's not me whatsoever. 
Sometimes the Almighty allows me to be able to have an understanding of it, but I get no credit for it whatsoever. Yosef had learned his lesson well. If Yosef's mistake before had been to put too much of an effort into trust in the wine butler and taking away the recognition that it's all Hashem, it's all in the hands of the Almighty, where Yosef rectified that mistake. And Yosef tells Paro, Biladai, no, far be it for me. Who knows what he's saying? I, I, Paro tells him, I know you know how to interpret dreams well. Yosef says, no, not me. I don't know how to interpret dreams at all. It's the Almighty that interprets dreams. Sometimes he shares his wisdom with me. You would have thought that he'd be afraid to say something like that. Paro said, oh, forget it. I thought you were, I thought you know how to interpret dreams. I don't need your services. Go back to prison. He might be, he might be blowing his chance over here to go free completely. But Yosef came to the recognition he had been punished for an additional two years because of a lack of faith. He wasn't, like he wasn't going to let that happen again. Biladai, it is not me. Elohim, it's only the Almighty Yanesh Shlom Paro. It's only the Almighty who's able to answer, to be able to bring peace to Paro's mind. That's the message over here. From Yosef, we learn the bitachin, the importance of faith, the importance of understanding that despite all the efforts that we put forth, that it might be necessary to put forth those efforts, but we always have to recognize and realize that it's not the efforts that bring us to success, that bring us the ability to be able to succeed. It's the Almighty. And the, 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 the reality is the efforts are just because we have to put forth effort, but there's no correlation, there's no bearing at all on the ultimate success of the endeavor. Have a great week, everybody, and Bez Vashem will be again together next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.